Captain DeBridge. Spock here. Make it so. Surrender is not an option. Attention crew of the Enterprise, this is James Kirk. We are all explorers, driven to know what's over the horizon, what's beyond our own shores. We would have helped you get home if you had asked. That's who Starfleet is. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to a special patron-only episode of The Secrets of Star Trek. Joining me today are Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. And Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? Uh, Folks, as you know, CBS All Access recently launched the new animated Star Trek series called Star Trek Lower Decks. And as a special benefit to patrons, we're discussing our first impressions of each episode and sharing them first exclusively with you, our patrons. And the latest episode is called... Veritas, which Another is... Another episode with a Latin title, and this time the simplest Latin title ever. <laughs> That's yep. right. And it means? Truth. Truth. That's right. Uh, all right. So it, it we, we kind of begin in the middle. You know, we don't have much of an introduction of anything. Uh, our four main Lower Decks officers are thrown into an alien prison. They don't know why. They rise into a room, which is like a courtroom. It's just like... So it, it really evokes the... The Klingon court in Star Trek Six, Undiscovered Country. Yeah. So, and that's I think quite intentional. Uh, oh yeah, oh very and, much so. And it appears the senior staff is on trial. You know, the captain and the senior officers, and the junior officers have to testify. And, and the senior officers are being held up in the air, suspended in the middle of this light beam. Yes, they're mm-hmm. they're awake, but not saying anything. There's no there's no like dialogue from them at all. Uh, there's this uh, alien creature who is demanding that they these junior officers have to speak truth into the horn of candor uh which as father Corey you noted earlier is the- it's one of their most secret horns <laughs> one of <laughs> well, i love that <laughs> <laughs> and i was noting that the horn of candor reminds me a lot of uh, the absolute candor from uh picard i wonder yep. if that's a reference um, and the way y'all are saying it, it reminds me that in the DC universe, they are so good with Candor, they can even bottle it. They've got the bottled city of Candor. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or Candor, as some I, people say, yeah. I, I use yeah. my sensors to detect that. Yes, the, yep. you, you, you use sensors to detect Candors. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, too many jokes. So, uh, Mariner's up first. She's going to testify about a particular encounter that the Sreeders yeah. had with a Clicket ship. Yeah, and this is so. This is very disorienting. Yeah, uh, deliberately for the viewer and for the characters. Yep. The lower yep. decks characters do not know what's going on. They're trying to figure it out as it's happening around them. They deduce from all the things they're seeing. We're in a trial situation, and we're being called as trial witnesses against our uh, our senior officers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and but so they're they're also like, what are we supposed to be testifying about? We don't know anything. Right. right. We're, the, the common theme is we're lower decks. We don't really know anything. And and this guy, Clark, is this, is the alien who is asked, demanding they testify, um, doesn't really believe them at any stage here. So uh, so in this particular incident, she remembers that it started with her and Boimler having a debate about who is the bigger. Uh, excuse the word they use it. Badass on uh, it was Khan or Roga Danar. Yeah. <laughs> now I I had to look him up because I didn't oh, remember yeah. Rogan Dadar. He he's, was he 
yeah. he's he was a sort of terrorist freedom fighter leader on this planet that was modified in such a way that he could like resist being beamed out of places. Yes. Which is, mm-hmm. you got to admit, is pretty bad. A trying to beam you out and you resist that. Yes. And and he had kind of die hard on the Enterprise with Captain Picard. Right. Yeah, it, it was the t- uh, TNG episode of The Hunted, and it was that uh, yeah, there were super soldiers who couldn't be reintegrated back into society, and he and the the uh, I think Mariner's uh, reason that he's b- uh, better than Khan was is because he outwitted outsmarted Boimler's Picard. Reason. Boimler. Oh, that's right. Boimler. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's right. Because uh, Mar- Mariner's going for Khan because, you know, he's a he's a space seed. Yes. <laughs> Gee, no wink, wink there. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, and Danar was the well, another reason was he had that hair. Anyway, uh, then it turns out that the ship had been at red alert and they didn't know it. Uh, because Rutherford had fixed the speakers in the in the room to, to make them extra loud and accidentally turned them off. Yes, and yes. even turned off the red the red lights so that they didn't even have a clue anything was going on. <laughs> right, so they uh, they were late to their <laughs> duty stations on the bridge, Mariner and Boimler were, uh, and so when they get there, they don't know what's going on, and so when the captain asks her opinion, Boimler doesn't know what to say. And when the captain says to Mariner, send them a message, send these aliens on the screen a message, Mariner shoots a warning shot. She's like, what are you doing? I just told you to invite them to dinner. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I like that Boimler, she says, so she, uh, Captain says to, to Boimler, so what should we do? And of course he does like, you know, uh, do number 88, yeah. 84. How about Crazy Ivan, which of course is Hunt for Red October. You right, know, it's the right. turnaround at Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yes. There's a, yeah. He, he's like doing maneuvering things and they're like, what are you crazy? What? That's, that's insane. Anyway, uh, it, it turns and, out. And the, the, the painful thing is so when the captain has just beamed back from this alien clicket ship, she's got a map of the neutral zone. Yes. And she doesn't understand why the aliens are suddenly attacking because she had just thanked them for their gift of this map. And then they attacked. And from the aliens perspective, they weren't giving her the map. They were showing her the map and she stole it. Right. And so (laughs) I'm I'm, (laughs) and but she thought it was a gift. And so this is a colossal misunderstanding. Um, I, I appreciate the humor they're doing with Boimler, but I just wanted him to say, well, Captain, you could give them the Mac the map back we have our own maps in astrogation <laughs> well i thought it maybe it was that it, it, they, they seem to imply that the clickets were mad that they thanked them because like sort of culturally gratitude is yeah. uh is is bad or something or, or i i'm not sure but oh, yeah i i i got it it's like you stole our map and then like thank you yeah it's, yeah. it's literally a physical map of the neutral well, zone and, and it, it, it it seemed like Boimler didn't even have a clue what was going on as far as the map was concerned. He yeah. was more worried about what are we supposed to do now as far as like being the helmsman. Yes. So that's all he was trying to figure out. Uh, Clara is like, no, I want to know about the map of the neutral zone that the captain brought back. But but it turns out Mariner and Boimler weren't paying attention and never saw it. So uh, so he's mad. Yep. Uh, and so he turns to Rutherford um, and, and oh, he's going to because he's mad, he's going to dunk Mariner into a tank of eels. Uh, as that a, will apparently punishment. eat her. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Rutherford's up next, and he asks about a different incident. Where, by, by the way, did you notice these eels shriek? Yes, so they're the shrieking, shrieking eels. eels. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Princess Bride reference. Um. 
So Rutherford's asked about a different incident where he was selected for a secret mission, but it turned out that when he was made to download updates to his implant, it kept rebooting. And, mm-hmm. and, and while he was in reboot, the implant t- takes over and keep, he keeps waking up to having done these crazy things. Like he's, he wakes up and he's knocked out some Vulcans and stole their clothes and then broke into and, museum. And who, were, who were laying <laughs> on the floor and are referred to as, well, tell that to Spock and Spock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he out he Vulcan the Vulcans by pin, doing the neck pinch. Right, right. I didn't even know I could do that. Uh, they break into a museum, which apparently is on Vulcan and steal an old Romulan bird of prey, uh, which he, uh, he, Rutherford has to do the Uhura fan dance from Star Trek V to distract a guard. Uh, why are you doing that fan dance and distracting me from, like, I'm, uh, now I'm all distracted. And uh, some fans have noticed. And Shax, Shax, who is also on this yeah. mission, is not pleased. Is like, what do you think you're doing, uh, my best? Yes. Yeah. Some fans have said that this bird of prey is... This is the origin for where the bird of the old Romulan bird of prey in Picard came from. That this this hijacking of the bird oh. of prey from this Vulcan museum of starships. It's like the Vulcan Smithsonian uh, is the one that ends up in that episode. I, could be. It could be. I, I don't know. I, it's a bit of a stretch, but sure. Uh, then he wakes up again. He you know, passes out, wakes up again, and he's on the outside of a cloaked the cloaked bird of prey in a suit, of course, and then it cloaks and decloaks and cloaks again. And uh, he's carrying the, the chief engineer whose suit is malfunctioning, trying to get him to this shuttle running across the cloaked ship and keeps running into invisible parts of the ship. I thought that was funny. And, and, and the shuttle is the, the the same as the warp sled that Spock uses in the motion picture. That's right. That's right. The same style. Uh, And then he finally, he passes out again and finally wakes up at a Gorn wedding. (laughs) <laughs> where it just it, everything just goes bad again um and clara is like no no i'm i obviously want to know more about the bird of prey ship uh so and rutherford is again clueless and so he's uh threatened to be just dunked. suspended over the eels too yeah and, and and meanwhile tindy is looking rather uncomfortable at this point she seems to yeah. know something uh so she relates this but, incident but by the way yeah. I, I like the way clar asks his questions because and, and both in terms of the actor's vocal inflection and what they do with the camera work and the lighting i mean it's animated yeah. but right. the equivalent yeah. of the camera work and the lighting he'll be like tell me what happened on start date 5781 Point four. <laughs> yeah. And he says the point part really over dramatically, and they like zoom in on him and change the lighting. <laughs> yes, it, it is good. Uh, it's so ominous. So Tendi uh, seems to know something, and so she relates this other incident that uh, where she'd been ordered to clean a conference room, uh, where and then Ransom, the, the first officer, comes in with some guys in tactical uniforms and oh she's, oh, she's, she, but she, yeah. she's warned them that because this was classified right. she's going to have to conceal certain details and so the only details she's concealing are in the in her flashback they have those little rectangular black boxes over the eyes <laughs> of their the people. And that's that's everything else and we the, know about them. But well, they just and, have their eyes blacked out. Got the occasional word that's blurped out, but then it doesn't actually blurp it out. Yes. You know, the new well, troll zone. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and so they're like, 
are you the cleaner? And she's like, yeah, I'm cleaning the conference room. And, you know, like she's like the cleaner. And they mean like the cleaner, like a super spy, like spy name yeah. for the cleaner. Uh, and it has or or the the person who cleans up after a criminal operation to conceal right. its existence. Right. That's a better explanation. So uh, so she's obviously mistaken identity here. Um, and it has something to do with the neutral zone map and stealing something from the Romulans using the aforementioned stolen bird of prey. It turns out, it, so they get to the, they go into Romulus. They're on this Romulan planet, um, and she's supposed I to like, like how these two Romulans walking down the corridor are talking about how the Remans are just the worst. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's supposed to watch their way out. With we're, we're supposed to think like, oh, she's totally going to like be totally overwhelmed by having to cover their six. It turns out she's like a secret hand-to-hand combat pro. She's like really yep. awesome, super bad uh, combat, uh, like a hand-to-hand combat. And uh, mm. they, they've they got this package that they're stealing from the Romulans. Um, but because Tendi doesn't know what was in the package, she and Mariner and Rutherford are, you know, to, to Clar, he's, he gets mad. So he wants to throw her in the tank with the screaming eels from Princess Bride. And, and, and the redundant burners underneath it. Yes. <laughs> So they they lower every they lower all of them into the into the tank with and they turn on the burners and Mariner is like why do you have burners that's redundant and yeah. and and as the eels are swimming around them shrieking Tendi says I think the burners are hurting the eels <laughs> <laughs> that's such nice Tendi uh, so Boimler at this point ex- kind of explains to Clar that they're lower decks they never know what's going on. And the alien can't believe that Starfleet doesn't brief everyone on the crew on all contingencies of everything that's going on at all times. Um, and Boimler then reveals how even senior officers screw up, like when Q showed up. And then we see this uh, this interlude of when Q came and turned the senior staff into chess pieces in Alice in Wonderland. And this is John Delancey's Play- guest spot as Q. Yeah, playing against cards. The yes. card people that are also on on the on the chess with hockey sticks, <laughs> right? <laughs> Typical Q thing. And, and the captain says, "I think Q wants us to play something." And then, just as they think they figured it out, a, a soccer ball with arms and legs shows up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is a, another one of Q's tests for uh, for humanity. Um, and then, or another time when the senior officer screw up, like is when Ransom dated assault vampire. From that episode of the TOS, yeah. well, they've been extinct for a hundred years. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> or when Doctor. Also, yeah. I love it when Doctor Taana rushes, and this echoes that oh, Doctor so Galen Quace episode of 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 Next Gen, yeah. where Beverly Crusher has people mysteriously vanishing from the Enterprise that nobody remembers. This is oh, kind yeah. of the flip side of that. Dr. Ta'ana runs onto the bridge of his ship and sees people eerily like those on the Cerritos and says, Captain, imposters are filling this ship who claim not to know who I am. Right. And then it turns out she's just on the wrong ship. <laughs> she's on the Alhambra. She's on the Alhambra. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then it they all look the same. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, it's a male captain who's got the same like dreads that Captain Freeman has uh, when he turns around. Um, it, and it turns <laughs> and out Boimler is like a mosquito man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and then it turns out Clar is doesn't have them on trial. It's a party to celebrate Clara's rescue since he was the one in the Romulan package and he wanted the Lower Decks crew to recount the exploits of the senior officers who are 
being held in the beam, not imprisoned, but like on a sort of like in a futuristic technological pedestal of some sort. Yeah. Um, the engineer says, it is an honor to be suspended in this beam. <laughs> right. And then the <laughs> lights come up and it's like this party balloons and uh and, and they're yeah. they're gonna write their deeds they're gonna inscribe their deeds on the stone of memory or whatever right and that's when yeah. the the caterer comes in and says like you've only had this you only got this room for 20 minutes and your time's just about up so you're gonna have to clear out now <laughs> and so uh <laughs> we also have a reference from you, yeah, he says you won't you only paid for 22 minutes which is the length of the episode yes yes exactly yeah. <laughs> um well, we you, get a, you miss Boimler and the you miss Boimler and the mic drop or horn drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, picks up the mic and he's talking into it and he just drops it. Right. Boimler gets this great speech uh, where he drops a bunch of references, including like Kirk didn't know about the giant Spock on Phylos. Right, which from is the from the animated <laughs> series Infinite Vulcan. <laughs> he also says that Crusher didn't know about the entity that was in her grandmother's lamp that she had intimate relations with. Uh, that was from the, the Scottish planet. Uh, yeah, that the horrible episode. Um, so I, so I threw some funny references there. So afterward, Captain Freeman pledges that from now on, there's going to be transparency and clarity going forward. But then the Lower Decks crew like demand all this classified information, i.e. they want plot holes filled. And she and she yep. gets upset and throws them out like that. That that's it for clarity and transparency. Yeah, uh, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, and then uh, Q then shows up as they're walking down the corner of the uh, Cerritos, and Meredith says, "Nope, we're no Q today. We're done with random stuff today." <laughs> yeah, she just tells him off and walks away. Off, oh, walks come away. on. Yeah. Go go bother Picard. Yeah. yeah, Picard's no fun with his constant quoting of William Shakespeare and winemaking. <laughs> so, yeah. and father you had a, a um uh yeah, it was, it was a there's a couple of times they brought up wine they, yeah. a couple of times they brought up wine because they uh at one point mariner talks about how you know they might end up back on earth where all they do is sit and drink wine right. and then there's talk about picard making wine well of course veritas in vino veritas that's right. wine is true, true. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just sort of pump them full deft, of wine deft third maccabees reference there yeah <laughs> Uh, also the uh or maybe it's maybe it's one of the estresses anyway yeah. um also i liked the when mariner is talking about maybe you know if we get kicked out of starfleet we'll just have to go back and live on earth where there's nothing to do but drink wine and hang out in soul food restaurants <laughs> and it's like okay so that's the two things we've seen from star trek on earth in this century you've got captain picard's vineyard and uh and uh ben sisko's father's soul food restaurant right which, so like those by, are the, the only way, two things to do on earth if you're a civilian but by, by the way ra raise your hand if that sounds pretty darn good yeah. by the way i'm raising my yeah, hand yeah. that <laughs> sounds pretty happy to me <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh let's see I, I anything else on this episode uh, anything left of, of thoughts on this mm, nothing here nope Fun oh, episode. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, so the fun continues uh, on Lower Decks. Uh, an, another illustration of Lower Decks writing, establishing a standard trope, in this case, the alien trial, and then subverting it by the end. Right. Yes, yes. Um, all right. So that's uh, that's it. We want to take a moment to thank our you, our patrons, who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Star Trek and all the shows at StarQuest. We could not do this without your continued financial support. So that's it from us. What did you think of uh, this episode, Veritas? You can let us know by visiting this post on Patreon and leave some feedback or send an email to trek at sqpn.com. 
You can always subscribe to The Secrets of Star Trek by visiting sqpn.com slash trek. Until next time, Jimmy Aiken, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Star Trek. Thank you, and live long and prosper. And Father Corey Stika, thank you as well. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. And remember... All right, we'll fake it. Fake what? It! I'm not faking on the bridge. That's insane! The captain already knows what she wants you to do, so just nod and agree with her. Or we'll all end up getting kicked off the ship, and then we'll have to live on Earth, where there's nothing to do except drink wine and hang out at vineyards and soul food restaurants. 